Hey, 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 hey. Welcome to Come On You Spurs TV, where we talk about everything Spurs. Today we are doing a review of the match between Tottenham and Fulham away at Craven Cottage in the Carabao Cup. Uh, final scores, uh, Fulham won, Tottenham won, uh, Fulham come away winners on penalties. Um, to join me on the other side to review this, I've got a couple of guests and you meet them on the other side. In the meantime, Come On You Spurs. Welcome back. Uh, this is Kawan Yi Spurs TV, where we talk about everything Spurs. Uh, to join me in reviewing this match, I've got Jose. Uh, we call him El Tel from El Tel TV. Is that right there, Jose? <laughs> Jose, can you hear me? Uh, I'm not sure Jose can hear me. Jose, I can't hear you. Oh, can you hear me? Oh, it's, it's frozen. Um, Falabi and Falabi is also here as well. Um, yeah, they'll um, they'll try and get Jose back. It looks like his uh, screen is frozen. Um, we'll try and get him back in the meantime. Yes, um, Tottenham away to Fulham in the Carabao Cup. Uh, Fulham uh, winning on penalties, um, and Tottenham uh, just we just went at the races today. Um, if this is your first time here, uh, please hit the subscribe button. Um, uh, hit the like button as well if you if you're here for the first time uh we welcome you and uh, for those of you who have been here and supporting us we are more than truly grateful right um where, where do we even start i mean uh for Labby, do you want to start with for, with this this for us or i mean do, do you want me to go first <laughs> you look like you're on the move for Labby. yeah you go first i'm um yeah i that's why i said i'm on my phone because i'm I just right. arrived yesterday night. Okay, so, night. I mean, so, oh, this, this was one match when, I think this is one of Angie's um, first lessons as, as, a, as a coach, you know, um, the first blip, if you like. Uh, I think we've got Jose back. Jose, can you hear us? I can, yeah. Yeah, we lost you for a second there. Welcome, uh, Jose. Jose, it's your first time on, on the channel. Do you want to do, do a quick, brief introduction? How are you? Yeah, not bad. My name's Jose, and I, I, I could hear what you were saying, but I just froze. Oh, um, okay. My name's Jose. I've got my own channel, Eltel Cockerel. Just started out, um, and I thank Sodji very much for inviting me on here today. Fantastic. All right, Eltel Cockerel. If, if you haven't, we'll, leave, we'll try to put your name on the um, your, your link on the uh, on the description. Uh, please, please, please go there. Subscribe to his channel. You know, he talks everything sports as well. And, um, yeah, Jose is... Um, is an avid Spurs fan. How long have you been a Spurs fan, at Jose? <laughs> Forty-eight years, possibly. Oh wow! Okay, all right, <laughs> right. So that, that gives you an indication of that. Uh, it's, it's more or less seen it all, Post, huh? Say again. I said congratulations. I'm just saying congratulations to Jose. Thank right, <laughs> right. So we go away to Tottenham. We go away to Fulham. Um, 
this is a first cup game uh, away in the Ange Potokoglu era. And of course, I mean, we haven't won anything in a very long time. Everyone's hopeful that, I mean, you know, but uh, tough opposition, full on, no pushovers by any stretch of the imagination. And we just didn't seem to click into gear today. I don't know what happened. Uh, was it the wholesale changes made? Got nine changes from the last game. You know, some felt, some felt maybe he could have possibly made fewer changes and maybe that would not have had an impact on, on, the, on the outcome. Or on the other hand, you have the, those who take the view that, look, you've got to give the so-called fringe players a chance, you know, because if you don't get, give them game time in matches like this, when, when would they get a game time? You know, and it's, it's one of these things that swings, swings around about. I mean, if he, if he, if he works very well, uh, you're, you're a genius. If it doesn't work, you know, you mop it. Jose, what what what's your take on this one? It, it's quite well for me. It's, oh right, where do I start with it? Do I say right for me? <laughs> for me, uh, nine nine changes. I expected about four changes. Is what I expected. Uh, right. Me myself, I thought we'd probably make about four changes. When I saw the line, I was on the train on the way, and when I saw the lineup, I thought, "Oh my God, he's gone for a wholesale change here." However, uh, what I will say is that I'm not going to pick at it, be, pick too much at it, because I trust in Ange 100%. So therefore, if Ange believes that that's the best side that he could put out, or for his reasons, then I'm going to back him, win, draw, or lose. We've happened to have lost the game on penalties. Um, I personally would have only made four changes and not made all nine. Um, like I just said to you as we were coming on, the two players that had the least amount of game time and the least amount of pre-season and, and game time were Solomon and Lo For me, you could have changed all 11 at half-time, to be honest. But I was just, as I asked you, Soji, I was interested to find out why we'd, um, why did we take off Lo I couldn't understand why we took Lo off. I thought that, if anything, I thought the front three were poor. And they could have all come off before Lo Celso did. Um, but yeah, as I said, Ange decided that's the team that he wanted to go with. And yeah, we, we, win, lose or draw, I back the manager. Yeah, I mean, Jose, thanks for that. So, I mean, it's it's it's, it's a really difficult one for, for me. There's so many comments coming in. Um, I've got, um, let's have a look. Let's see if we can bring up the comments. If you just bear with me one second, I'll see if we can build, bring up the comments. Right. <laughs> they've, they've gone to out already. Oh, my goodness. Someone says, uh, Foster Cogley, out now. <laughs> <laughs> that is ridiculous. No, well, I mean, come on. I mean, uh, what, what do you think? So this is, this is someone saying, uh, Foster Cogley, out now, you know. Now... Who uh, said that? Who said well, that? Mike, Mike, uh, Ox, Oxnard Grimm. I mean, Mike, I mean, of course, I mean, also, that's the, the, the opinion, but hey. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, the, the ultimate thing is this. I mean, if you, if you look at what um, what um, David Clark says, which if you, if you, I mean, Dave, thanks for the contribution. Uh, keep your comments coming in. This is Common Spurs TV if you're here for the first time. Uh, please uh, leave your comments, you know, like, share, and, you know, and just let's have this as in very, very interactive. Right. Dave says that, look, this is this result is 100% on Ange. He made the statement that he'll make changes, but not just to give the player a game, 
and he, and he makes a fool of himself and, and, and makes nine changes. Now, yeah, again, I got sent you off air. I, I don't know. Um, I said, look, ultimately, if, if this had worked out fantastic, it would have been, yeah, a genius, right? Uh, it didn't work out, so it looks really, really bad. I mean, um, so yeah, I mean, I guess ultimately it's his decision. He's got to live and die by it because, I mean, yeah, he, he's, he, he gets paid all the money, you know, to, to make this decision. So yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it's, I mean, you say that, look, the first half was wasted, you know. Um, What's surprising? What's surprising? What's surprising, Soji? In in preseason, okay, it's not it's not a Premiership game and it's not a Carabao Cup game, but in preseason we saw a lot of these players playing in preseason, and then in the two games that we played, Shakhtar and Barcelona, he stuck two different sides out, so that means every twenty-two players got runouts. Yeah, um, that uh, they, he's had them on the training pitch. So therefore, Postacoglu's decided that, yeah, I'll make the nine changes. He must have had the belief that the players were going to do, wear the shirt with pride and do the club credit. And it, if anything, they looked really disjointed in the first half. They looked like they hadn't played together before and they looked like they didn't know each other in the first half. So it's quite disjointed. Yeah, it's, it's, um, the first half was uh, absolute abysmal. I mean, fine. I mean, full amount all the chances they, you know, but we just didn't seem to get going at all. I mean, I, I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I said this to you earlier on. I thought I mean, if you'd made it's easier to it's easy, it's easy, easy to look back and say, okay, maybe if you had done this or done that, you know, um, you know, um, things might have been different. I mean, I, I was saying that. Perhaps, perhaps. Again, I'm not the coach. So that's why he gets paid all that money, you know. Yeah, I mean, I would have had Bisuma, you know, and um, perhaps Saar uh, starting instead of um, um, Skip and um, Hoiberg, you know. But, I mean, there you go. But we've seen that happen and we've seen what, 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 what happened in the end. Now, we gave away quite a few chances. Um, they, they scored, okay, the goal was a bit of a... I mean, lucky on their side, but that was not just down to luck. I mean, if you if you look at all of the chances that they made, I mean, they kept pressing on getting to those sort of positions. If you weren't in the position in the first place, that those, that wouldn't have gone in. I mean, so that I guess from that, from that perspective, um, a, it was an unfortunate, unfortunate deflection from our from our perspective. But again, you, you had to be there to take that chance. You know, um, Fala, are you are you all set now? You look like you're frozen. I don't know if you you're there. Hello, can you hear us? Who, me? Yes. I can hear you. I'm listening. I can hear you. Oh, your, your screen looks frozen. Yeah. You, 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 did you, did you, what, I mean, what, what, what do you have to say? I mean, any, any thoughts on that? Well, what I have to say, what I have to say is, I mean, look, everybody knows that that first half was just a diabolical performance, you know? They showed no passion. They showed they showed no interest. Look, even if they play together, even if it's the first time they're all playing together, they're professionals. They train together day in, day out. Okay? Yes, I do agree that maybe nine changes was a bit too much. 
you know, I do agree nine changes was a bit too much, but it's done. Okay, you've been working on this system all week. So you all know you've been working on this system, you've been working on this format for the whole week since uh, Saturday. Okay, okay, so you've had one day, but you're a professional for Lord's sake. You're a professional, and it's not the first time that I don't even know what Skip was doing. As far as I'm concerned, Skip was just running around with like a headless chicken. You know, let's also, I don't know why he came up so soon as early as he did. Um, the, uh, the front three, the front three were just, um, well, let's put it like this. I don't mind losing, but lose with a performance. There was no performance there. There was no heart. There was no passion. You know, there was no pride of the of the crest. You know, so that's for me was the most um, disappointing thing for this evening. Yeah, I mean, um, Nick Nick says um, everyone on the Spurs side acted like they were not happy to play with each other, you know, or, or, or with other B team players. I mean. Yeah, I mean, someone's mentioned the fact that they, they, they didn't look happy together today. I mean, there was no press. There was no, you know, the sort of attacking verb we've showed, shown in the last few games, last couple of, three, last, I mean, we had three games so far in the Premier League. And each of those games, you've seen us pressing with verb. You've seen us, you know, I mean, moving as a unit and generally, you know, creating transitions very, very quickly and pressing and choking lives out of, out of the opposition. But today, that's just that. It don't just seem to happen, you know. I mean, um, and I, I guess ultimately, someone's. I mean, if God is like I said, um, he's got he's got to take the blame. I mean, some. some I mean, uh, Dave from Leicester. Dave, thank you for the comments. Uh, he says that. What does Dave say? He says yes. He's from Leicester. Apart from how did he put it now? He says apart from the um Perisic, he projected lineup you know because he thought he would keep son only because he was a captain um yeah um what what, what do you think um Jose? what about what about the the, the lineup yeah because yeah he's, he's he was he was saying that he predicted me. what lineup did you predict what did you predict in your own lineup what what did you think you would have i mean I, I, I thought Vicario would have played in goal. Right. I, I didn't see Fraser Forster playing in goal tonight. I thought it was Vicario would have played in goal. Straight away. Straight off the bat, I thought Vicario would play in goal. I thought to myself that... Um, I thought that the changes that he would make... I thought he might have changed the front three and I thought he might have changed a midfielder and possibly one defender. So, mm. four changes. Two up top. One in midfield, one at the back. That's what I thought he would do. I thought four changes was what he was going to make. When I realised that we had no Poro, no Doggy, no Romero, I thought to myself, oh, okay, you're taking three of the back line out. That's a lot of people to take out. The back line have been playing well. That's a lot of people to take out your back line for a game. I thought maybe take one defender out, but not to take three. He's gone. He flipped and did it the other way around. Um in midfield, it's easy to say after the game, but when I saw the midfield three and I knew that Paulinho was playing for Fulham, he was in the lineup to start, I thought to myself, well, 
without boss Suma, I call him the boss, boss Suma there. <laughs> without without boss, without boss, Paulinho's going to walk through our midfield. Is what I thought. And, and he did. And he did, and he did because, because Skip was chasing shadows with him. And so was Hoiberg. And the other thing I'd say is if you've got players in your team, he's played players today in the team that are looking to get away from the club. I, I see no sense in why he's played them. I think that... Sorry. I think that, I think that what you do is you play these players and you start rotating players if you need to start rotating them. You start doing that after the transfer window closes, not before the transfer window. Stick the players that you're going to stick with that you trust all the way up to the transfer window. Some players would have to be reintegrated because they're going to still be with us. But those that are not would have gone by then. So when you look at when you look at Hoiberg and you look at Sanchez, there's two possible players that, that might that might have a chance of leaving. And you know, I'm not blaming Sanchez for the, the penalty in that because the penalty can be missed by anyone. But Sanchez and Hoiberg playing, I found that baffling. Them both starting today as well. Well, yeah, you've got you've got a fair point there, but again, we don't know what's going to happen in the transfer window, and we don't know who who's going for sure, and and all of that. And I think at the same time, if you, if you think about it, I mean, you've got to play with what, what you've got. That's what he he always does, anyway. I mean, like I said at the beginning of the season, I mean, he's got to sort of use what what he has um, uh, for the for the sake of the team, and I, I, I guess. Um, with the benefit of hindsight, we, we say that okay, maybe he didn't make the right choices in terms of the wholesale change, wholesale changes. But I mean, where was the bright spark today? I mean, if you, if you, if you want to think about it, I mean, for me, the only bright but spark. Like, sorry, but like I said though, and I said this in my intro to start with earlier, we've lost the game now. We drew the game, but we've lost on penalties, right? Yeah. So to me, we actually didn't get beaten on the ninety minutes. We got beaten on penalties. So to yeah. me. We're still undefeated for the season. Um, what I will say is, what I will say, like I said at the start of my intro, is that you've got to take the rough with the smooth. So therefore, win, lose or draw, I'm backing Anja 100%. I trust in him. He's made a decision today. The decision hasn't paid off and it hasn't come off for us. We're now out of the, the cup in the second round. But no. I still trust in Ange. I can't turn around and say, oh, Ange, this, this and that, that today and then praise him for what he did Saturday. Yeah. At the end of the day, I, I trust Ange. So trusting Ange 100% means you take, you go with the ride with him, win, lose or draw. And yeah, that's, 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 yeah that's, that's what it's got to be, I guess. I mean, thank you very much, um, uh, Little White Lane. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Meta Football TV, good evening. Thank you for joining us as well. Um, you, you say that uh, players that they haven't played a lot of Premiership games thought they were too big to play in the Cups. Hmm, that's an interesting perspective. Now, I, I, I guess what if most players want to sort of get on, on get gets to play, if you like, and if you don't play, you sort of feel either you feel left out, and I mean, even if in in in, in so-called cup games, you know, um, some would take a view that okay, maybe like I said earlier, on, he should have made fewer changes. One. And uh, if you're going to make uh, those sort of wholesale changes, perhaps you'll have done it against what you might call um, lesser opposition, not another Premier League club, not away to a Premier League club, you know. And I mean, I mean someone's saying here that even a team like City, who we yeah, like, like, like pace setters, who I mean, you know, blast everyone, he says that even City, City bringing a couple of youth players, 
that's why they won the League Cup five times up, up on the trots. I mean, I think it's got a point there. Uh, Falabi, what, what do you think? Well, you know, we don't have that luxury, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, you've got to play with who you've got, and we don't have that luxury. So, I believe that you knew who you were playing. You knew they were going to come out strong. You should have come out with a strong team. I can understand that um, he wants to give playing time. And yes, we always say give, playing, give the fringe players playing time, playing time, playing time. But um, you mix and match. Again, I go to, I mean, performance of this game was uh, Foster, our keeper. You know? So when they, when they say the keeper is uh, your best player on the field, that tells you a lot. Mm. That should be telling you something. Mm. No? I had yeah, no confidence whatsoever. I had no confidence whatsoever that Forster was going to save any of the penalties. <laughs> he, for, for, for three of the five, he didn't even move. He never moved for three of the five of the penalties. I oh, had no confidence. Him, him getting, him getting down, Foster, Foster getting down. Saw it last season as well. Came in for when Larice was injured. He did do well, Foster, last year. But I watched a lot of him like this, my hands over my eyes, last season. <laughs> because to me, to me, he, he, he goes down. He, he can't get down quickly enough. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? If he makes a save, it's because he's hit his legs and stuff like that. But if you watch him to get down on the floor, he what is he six foot six six foot seven it takes him a long time to get down and therefore i had no trust whatsoever in him saving the penalty and he didn't they scored all five they scored all five and he got near none of them <laughs> yeah i mean it's um it's 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 a, it's a disappointing result for us i mean let's let's just talk i mean you, you, saw, you saw the first goal right um yeah probably right do you, do you yeah. Talk us through the first goal. Well, it came from pressure. It came from pressure from them. You know, it was as usual, Sanchez's side. Sanchez and uh, Emerson Royal. I mean, the guy is dribbling both of them in the, in, in, the, in the penalty area. Not once, not twice, three times. Takes it back out. Does a cross or shot. And VDV, unfortunately, trying to hook it out, pushes it in. Can you hear me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so he unfortunately miss kicks it and it becomes a non goal. You know? So. And it, it, it had been coming. That goal had been coming. Because they had just been pressurizing from the first whistle. That goal had been coming. And Spurs were not awake. And as you said, and those defenders could not cope. There were far too many changes in that defense, defense line. And we had no midfield. And it was, a, it was the same issue of last season. When you have no midfield, your defense is in trouble. 
because they'll just walk over you and run through you, which is exactly what happened. That goal had been coming. And we were lucky. We were lucky we didn't even go 2-0 down at half time. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, we, we, we lost to, well, we lost uh, an unfortunate goal. We had a few more chances, which, okay, I think Foster made a few more, a few saves um, in that first half, you know. Um, I think one from Cadova Reed, and then I think another one from, uh, I'm not sure if it was Tetia, so, but uh, we, when we, um, I, I think the bright spark for me, if you like, today was Richarlison actually getting on the score sheets, you know. Um, he got that monkey off his back, didn't he, you know. Uh, <laughs> Jose, do, do, do you want to talk us through Richarlison's goal? I mean, you, you have, have your hands on your face, like... <laughs> Okay, I've never, I've never, um, up until now, I have never, ever said anything negative. I've always thought, give the boy a chance, Kane was there, give him a chance, Kane's gone, he's played three games plus tonight, I cannot see what value he adds to Tottenham, I really can't. Uh, tonight was the straw that broke the camel's back for me. His first touch is absolutely, it's not even tier three football, tier four football. His first touch is awful. He, 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 he the ball bat ricochets off him. He can't control it. The ball ricochets off him. He runs yeah. into players. He runs into players, uh, you know, and I just thought to myself, he got a goal. And, and the only reason why he got a goal was Perisic put it right on a plate for him. And, if he had missed that, God, I don't know what would have happened then. But to me, he, we, I don't know what we've done. I think we've, we've, we've bought ourselves a dud. And I think, I think, I don't, I don't know for sure, but I think Postacoglu sees that they've got a dud as well. <laughs> but with Tottenham being Tottenham, they spent £60 million on the player last season. I said in a stream the other day that for some reason, and I don't know why, but... Mr. Ancelotti at Real Madrid likes the player. Now, Mr. Ancelotti was going to go to... There was rumours that he was going to go and manage the Brazilian national side, but he stayed on with Madrid for a further season. And there was talk about them coming in to um, bid for uh, Richarlison because they've got no centre-forward because Mbappe's now not going to Madrid. Mm -hmm. But what what's happened now is last week... Vinicius Jr., they played against Celta Vigo on Friday. Vinicius Jr. got injured. Now, what, what Real Madrid have been doing, because they haven't got a number nine, they've now played Bellingham in the hole and Vinicius Jr. and Rodrigo up front, or the forward two. But now they've lost Vinicius Jr. as well. So I'm now hoping, and this is, I'm really hoping, hoping, I'm hoping that Angelotti comes in and says, I want Richarlison. Because do you know what? I will help. I will help him move. I'll, st I'll 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 pay for him to fly to Madrid straight away. Oh my gosh! Well, uh, uh, at the, at don't the end don't of you the think, day, uh, um, Jose? Don't you think you're, you're being a little bit unfair to him? Uh, and I'll tell you why I say that. Because if you think about it, right, he's never really had a, a long run in the team. Um, last season he was injured for most of it. I mean, he came back and then he got yeah. injured, and so it's really had very, very patchy um, uh, run in, in the team. And and then he comes in this season when 
he's I mean he's, he's not meant to play a lead role in the team as as uh, as what you might call frontline striker. I mean, and with a new system that he's not really even playing in. So it's it's all a, a bit too much. And you can see him trying because what 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 I find with Richarlison is that even if he doesn't um, score, he still creates enough chances in terms of um, openings, I mean, uh, harassing defenders and, and, you know, making runs that sort of takes defenders away and makes makes room for other people to to, um, to, to, to get, get, get goals in. Soji, you, know? you, you have a kind heart. <laughs> That's all I can say, Soji, you oh have goodness. a kind heart. I thought, I thought I had a kind heart and I like to speak truthfully and at the end of the day, at Everton, and I've heard so many people say it, you know, his, his highest ever goal scoring season was 13. And I thought to myself, do you know what? Give the boy a chance. Give the boy a chance. Give the boy a chance. I've seen him for three games now and he's been atrocious. I watched him tonight and I thought to myself, this is the straw that broke the camel's back. He's not going to get any better. There is, he's, he's reached his ceiling. He will not get any better. doesn't matter what Ange does with him. He's not going to get any better. You can't coach someone at 26, 27 years of age on how to trap a ball first time with the first touch you learn that when you're young you don't learn that when you're 27 and and the thing is is that you, people can say he causes mayhem and people can say that but the, the reason why he causes mayhem is because he doesn't know what he's doing himself so he causes mayhem to himself and then to his opponents you, do you know what i mean and at the end of the day i thought to myself the kindest thing I thought Scarlett, when Scarlett was coming, I thought Scarlett should have come on for him rather than uh, La Celso. But when they took him off and brought Son on, I thought it was the kindest thing to do, is take him off. I would be shocked, very shocked, and I'm going to say this now, I'd be very shocked if Posta Coglu started him against Burnley. Oh, wow. Now, I'm getting all sorts of comments here. Now... <laughs> Right. Uh, Meta football, Meta football TV says, "Please thank your guest for the tour of his house." <laughs> Follow me. That's for you. <laughs> oh my God! Oh God! I told you I just arrived and everything. All right. And that's okay. Right. Things going on in my house, and I'm trying to keep my house quiet. That's okay. Dave Clark said, David's got skin worse than a dead rabbit. Oh my goodness. Keep your comments coming in. You know, be nice, guys. Be nice. Be nice. You know, it's as if the whole team was playing like Richardson. Gosh. It was like um, having a go today at Richardson, right? And um, Jose says that. It won't um, be the first time. I know, right? Now, have you got anything nice to say about Richardson? Um, <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> well. My take on him is I'm quite surprised. I don't know what's going on with, in his head with him. Because he just doesn't seem the same player he was at Everton. That's number but he one. Was, but, he was, but he was no good at Everton. He was no good at Watford. I can't understand it. He's never been any good anywhere he's been. Okay. He's Brazil's number nine. That's the only thing that's positive. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, so to be Brazil's well, number nine, there must be something. You can't just be your national number nine for your national team, especially Brazil. 
Well, and um, sorry to interrupt you, um, Fabi. But we, everyone says that. Uh, everyone says that. That I mean, number nine from Brazil. But Brazil has not been known to produce amazing number nines. You know, I mean, if you think about well, it, they have, but only, only in the past. In yeah. the past, they had amazing number nines, but now they haven't. But what you'll find. Not not too long ago they had Ronaldo. They True. had yes. Be Be Bebeto, they had Romario. Listen, in the last 10, 20 years, Brazil had proper nines. This man they is did. not a proper nine. Now, what will happen is, and I'll tell you now, Crystal Ball, when's the next World Cup? Two years' time. Yeah. Next year. Yeah. Two years' right, time. Two years' time. Three years no. time. The last three two years, years' time. The last World Cup was only last year. Only last year, yeah. Okay, right. So when they play their Copper America or when the next World Cup comes around, he will no longer be, he won't be the number nine, he will no longer be in the squad because Brazil are producing youngsters now that are coming through. And they'll have a youngster that will be lined up to take that number nine spot. They may even go down the route of playing Rodrigo and Vinicius Junior and Vinny up front. He will no longer. The manager from Brazil must be watching this and doing that as well. <laughs> He's got to be. Listen, it's a process. It's a process, right? And I mean, and this is just and you don't have time for a process. I'm sorry, you don't have time for this. <laughs> we need goals. We need goals. The lucky thing we have goals coming from all different areas right now. You know that is the that is the one thing going for Spurs, and Spurs are playing some good attacking football. But what showed me today? Today, what showed me is. Basuma is underrated. Everybody is shouting, he's great, he's great, he's been playing. Even the great that he's been playing, he's still been underrated. The, the, the greatness that everybody's been shouting, the two matches of um, Man of the Match, two awards he's got and everything. Today's performance from that our midfield showed me just how underrated even his performances, as great as they've been, are underrated. I have watched a couple of games and he is so calm and collective on the ball. He knows what he's going to do and he, 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 he gets us out of situations that we don't even realize as fans. He makes play so easy for somebody like Madison to be able to be doing what he's doing. Because mm. if Basuma is not in that heart of that midfield defensively, Madison cannot get, will not be getting as much ball as he's getting. Hmm. Interesting. Right. Um, Meta Football TV says, I can see a dub when I see one. Richardson is the die of strikers. Now, I mean, uh, okay, so fair enough. I mean, I've got, I've got a positive comment at last from you. Um, you say that um, he feels the love of Brazil fans when he plays, you know, and he scored 13 goals um, in the last 16 games for Brazil. I mean, that's, that's the player there somewhere. There is a player there. I mean, I, I mean without, without question. 
why he's not uh, performed so far. Okay, he's had a lot. Of, he had that injuries last season. He's just coming back into his own. Like I said, I mean, and I mean, he hasn't really gotten going. I mean, he's got a goal today, um, which is is a plus, you know. And he got taken off uh, in the second half. Now, uh, for me, I mean, I, I think he's 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 he's, he's got to be given. I mean, a longer run in, in the in the team. I mean, three games is nothing, you know. Three games is nothing. Okay. Okay, but he played thirty games last year and got one goal. So how many more? How many more games he got to play? How many goals? How many games did he play last, last season? Thirty appearances last year scored one goal. How many more games has he got to play? Yeah, he, he, when, thirty in the EPL. Yeah, thirty thirty games. No, no, Maybe in the cups, in the uh, Champions League, and all that. Not, not in the no, 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 because no, he scored two against Marseille, but I'm not yeah. including Champions League games. Because he scored two goals against Marseille, and I'm not including Champions League games. So yeah, he wouldn't have played 30 games last season. He wouldn't have played 30 games last season. He was injured for most of most of last season. I mean, I mean, I mean, he came on after the World Cup. Remember, remember after the World Cup he was injured. You know, so I mean, if you if you look at his record, I'm pretty sure that if you have gone. Look at I'm going to look. I'm going to look at it now. I'm yeah, look, 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 at, now. look at it. You know. Um, but hey, I mean, like as you said, um, Paris City's got to feed. Um, this is first game together. Perisic will feed uh, Richie, you know, and this is, I mean, um, hopefully he'll come up and, uh, and, and, and score. Like, okay, that's... sorry, sorry, I'll take that back. He's played 30 games for Tottenham. He played 27 last year and scored one goal. He's played three matches in the EPL this year and scored none. So in 30 games for Tottenham, he has scored one goal. Name me another striker in the Premier League, in the Premier League, whether he's a first or second striker, who has a worse record than Richarlison? Tell me. I, I dare you to tell but, me. But you know, but you know what, um, um, Jose? You know, stats can be used to say so much, right? The question oh, my eyes, my, but Soji, my eyes. I know we're, we're all three of us wear glasses, yeah, and I've got glasses on. My eyes don't lie. My eyes don't <laughs> fail me. I see what I see when he plays. So I'm forgetting about stats. I see what my eyes see, and he's not good enough. Do you know how many goals he scored that were offside last season? By margins. Hmm? How many goals did he score that were offside last season that were by marginal offsides? Yeah, yeah, because the stats and the record books count everyone's offside goals. (laughs) I'm saying that, look, he he, he, he was getting the right positions. He just hasn't come up for him, you know? This is this is only his second season. So I mean, we had last season Bisuma Bisuma hardly featured in last last season at all. He hardly featured. And everyone thought, oh, we paid twenty five million pounds for a player, Conte won't play him. And I mean, yeah, I mean some people were are saying that, oh, get rid of him, get rid of him, you know? But all of a sudden Conte didn't Conte didn't want him. Sorry? Yeah, Conte didn't want him, that's what I'm saying, you know. Conte Conte didn't want him either. So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, Conte didn't want him. I don't think Ange wants him either. I just think Ange has been told, you know, sixty grand what sixty million pounds worth of player. We can't offload him. We got to do something with him. Is what no, I think I'm, I'm, told. No, what, what I'm actually I'm, saying I'm, was I'm, that last I'm, season, Bissouma hardly got a look in, in that team, you know. And this, this season is coming, and he's is is like the heartbeat of that team, you know. Yeah, yeah, now, and I agree with you. I live down on the south coast, of Sodji, right? Mm-hmm. And the nearest, the nearest Premiership side to where I live, thirty-three miles away, is Brighton. So down where I live, everyone down here supports Brighton, and everyone down that supports Brighton says. That at the moment, watching Boss play for the first three games, 
they said that we've got an upgraded version to what they had at Brighton when they sold him to Tottenham. They're saying that he's better now in the first three games of Tottenham than he was for Brighton, and they rated him at Brighton. Last season was dead because Basuma was injured for practically the whole of the season. Basuma only came in for the last, what, six, seven games of the season? Other than that, Basuma was injured. Richarlison wasn't injured for that long last season because Richarlison played 27 league games. Yeah, but Basuma, how, many games Basuma, did he, how long did he play in those games? Some play games they played six minutes, some played games they played 10 minutes, you know? Coming in the second half, and he played right, right. I mean, he played, I mean, off of the wings, you know? It took not his natural position, you know? He's a central striker. And so it's like, when you play him out of position, you don't play him in what, what his natural role is, and then you give him a bit pass in, in, in the course of the season, and then you play, you're playing dire, what, what I call uh, counterproductive football with Carpenter was playing. I mean, it's all a recipe for disaster, if you ask me, you know. I think he's going to score a back full of goals this season. You watch it. You know, he's going to score a back full of goals this season, you know. For, for Real Madrid. <laughs> anyway. Ancelotti, come on, come on, Carlo, come and buy him. I'd love to hear from love hear from you if you think Richie uh, Richie deserves a run on the team. I mean, I'm, I'm getting loads of uh, comments about how how good great Richie is. You know, <laughs> how good he's not. <laughs> <laughs> you've you've not caught up with all the comments, then, Soji. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. So yeah, keep your comments coming in. Thank you. Uh, this is Come On You Spurs TV. We're talking about everything Spurs. Uh, if you're here for the first time, um, hit the subscribe button. If you uh, also want to sort of join, um, Jose is joining us as a guest. He has his, uh, Jose, what's El, El Tel Cockerel TV, right? Is that correct? No, it's just called El Tel Cockerel, but I've put it into the guest chat. I've put my link in the guest chat. Oh, beautiful. Right. So th thank you. Thank you so much. So please, uh, please join um, uh, Jose's channel and just subscribe to his channel, please. Yes. Um, that would be, be great if you could do that, please. Yeah. Right, so leave Levi expect Angie to work miracles with players that just aren't good enough. I don't expect much from this season. Now, here we go again. Now, I'm not sure this is about Daniel Levi. I'm, I'm sorry. I, mean, I have to disagree with you on this one, Meta Football TV, because, I mean, come on. Um, he had this same group of players that he's got. He's done wonders with them. I mean, and uh, is that Levi's fault that he's done, done what, what has he done with them? I'm sorry. I don't get it. So can you can we all sort of? <laughs> I mean, so who are the players that should be gotten rid of? Sanchez. Okay, fine. Sanchez. We only just got Mano Solomon. Mano Solomon didn't really didn't really do much this today for me. I mean, he did next to nothing today. You know, and you have thought that him playing against his old club, you know, would have been some sort of um, push for him. Would have given him something. Okay, he had a shot that was saved. By the keeper came to Scarlett. Unfortunately, he, I mean, he didn't. He got to him rather quickly. So, I mean, he really didn't uh, do that much today either. I mean, so I mean, I, I'm not sure where um, where Le what, what this is got to do with Lever. To be honest, you know, this same team we saw in preseason. This same team we, we've seen. Um, you know, I mean, okay, fine. He's made nine changes. I mean, so far, but. Of all the um, first first start, start, starting players over the course of the season so far, too. okay, it's only three games in. I think they've given a good account of themselves, and it's more or less the same squad. I mean, give or take. Okay, Madison, Madison is I mean, it's, it's a new addition. Uh, Van der Van is new and the goalkeeper, but apart from that, 
most people are, are the same old, old, old guys we've got. I mean, for Bissouma, like Bissouma, Bissouma, sorry, I don't think new because he didn't play <laughs> last year. Papsar is new because he didn't get a chance last season either. Yeah, These players are new. A doggy's new. A doggy's new as well. Pedro Porro is new because he's being coached to play properly at right back now as an inverted right back and not as a crazy guy that he was when he first came to us. Yeah, but we have or... got we have got a lot of new players. If you look at it like that, we've got a lot of new players. Now, the one thing I will say, someone made a comment earlier about Manchester City. They, didn't they say something about they only make five changes? The issue that we've got is that we're not Manchester City. Manchester City have been in a process for 14 years. Since 2009, I think. So 13, 14 years. Manchester City have been in a process where they have improved, regurgitate, changed squad, and they've got to where they are now. We're only just starting on our journey with Postacoglu. Mm -hmm. And therefore, we're not going to have a squad or have built up a squad like Manchester City have got over 14 years. We're starting to do that now. and you know, it's going to be one of them that it's going to take time to build. But the, what highlighted it tonight for me, more so, is when you've got the AFCON coming up in January, we're going to lose Pap and we're going to lose Bosuma. Yeah. Them two will lose to it, right? Then, if you're looking to sell Hoiberg, you're looking to sell Sanchez, you're looking to sell this player and that player, you need to bring people in straight away for these players because tonight we could see that when we took we made nine changes, we're short. So before we sell any players between now and Friday, we're we're really short. Today's today's game proved that. After our starting eleven, we're really short still as a squad, and that's without selling anyone between now and Friday. Okay, so. Um... Wait, let's 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 have a look at the squad. I mean, as 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 it is now. So in in the goalkeeping department, we have Foster, right? Foster has come in today. He's done a reasonably good job. Okay, fine. He did he did not that great in penalties, but I mean, he's he's made crucial saves to keep us in the game at, at different points and when when he was asked to do, to do so. I mean, probably not the best with his feet, but I think is is adequate if I want a better expression. So if we look at the right hand side of the of, of, of the of the of the back. At the moment, we have what we have Emerson, and then we have Poro. I think those those two are good enough. I mean, they've, they've shown themselves to be, you know, the, to to do the business when we've asked them to do the business. You know, um, uh, in, in in Romero's position, probably we need we need cover. I don't know. I don't know. I think we have Sanchez at the moment. Sanchez is Sanchez looks like a, a re reborn player under under Postecoglou. Perhaps we we need an upgrade on that. that that's fair enough. You know. Um, on the left-hand side of the of central defence, we have Van der Van. You know, Van der Van can. I mean, we probably need what, uh, another centre back. I don't know. <laughs> baby oil, baby oil took Davis apart today. He just tore and he was toying with Davis today. You know, baby oil was just toying with Davis today. He took him apart time and time and time again. I lost Joe, Jose for Jose for a second there. He's, he's back now. Right, so no, Bissouma had long COVID, according to David Clark, you know, and a serious ankle injury, but will still show more than Richarlison. Well, fair, that, that's a fair comment. Um, but I mean, um, what else? <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
Joe Lewis and Daniel Levy have been in the process for 23 years. Now, uh, I mean, okay, I get a lot of um. So this always brings me to this Levy and Spurs debate when it comes to uh, Spurs finances, Spurs the way we've had to acquire players, the way we've sort of dealt in the transfer market, and the sort of players we've had in, in, into the sport. And uh, I think some of, a lot of people blame Daniel Levy for, for a lot of things, right? But in my view, this is, this is my opinion. I mean, I don't, I'm not forcing anyone, right? I think he's done an absolutely fantastic job for the club. And I mean, I'm going to get a lot of comments about this, you know, but and I'll, and I'll tell you why, why I say I think he's done an absolutely phenomenal job for the club, right? Sell I, it to me, Sodi, sell it to me. Yeah, okay. So I remember when Daniel Levy came to the club, right? I mean, think of the think of the squad we had then. Think of the players we've had, you know, and think of the teams we were competing against. We were competing against like Liverpool, Manchester City, Man United, uh, Arsenal. City were not in the picture then. That City, City hadn't, come, hadn't come to the picture. But we were a mid-table oblivion type club. We were mid-table oblivion. We we just we couldn't compete against the, the, the others. A, we had no, we didn't have the resources. We didn't have the stadium. We didn't have the money. So at every opportunity, we were a selling club. Every time we had a big-time player coming to our club, Berbatov came, he left. Modric came, he left. Bale came, they left. You know, all of these players that come to the club, they had to go because we had to sell them, you know. And the, the reason always be that, oh, we, we don't match the ambition. We don't match the player's ambition. I'm saying, for Christ's sake, you guys play in the same team. You know, it's it's not it's a team sport. It's not a one man one man squad. So if you want if you want to also match your ambition, why don't you go and score the goal? Why don't you go and you know I mean win the cups when you when you're in, in, in the position to win, win the matches? You are the guys on the pitch. It's not Joe, it's not Daniel on, on the pitch. That's the first point. The second point is this, right? We've come from having a thirty six seater stadium to having probably one of the best stadiums in the world at the moment. I'm not saying they don't win cups, but they give us that financial base that enable us to be competitive without necessarily having the sugar that he, like most of our teams that, that we're competing against have. I mean, Man you I mean, got, got the Glazers, money, they have probably one of the richest clubs in the world. Man City, I mean, obviously no one can compete against them because of the money. Thank God for fair, for financial fair play, you know. But when they came in, they were buying players for £50 million. Have you ever seen, I mean, the highest we spent for the player was on, on Dombele, you know. And look what, what, what that got us, you know. I mean, so... I'm saying that we've never been able to compete at the sharp end of the transfer market for the top flight players because we just don't have those resources. We, either we don't have the resources for, for the transfer fees or we can't pay the wages. So, and people say, oh, we are the ninth richest club in the world now. Ninth richest in what sense? Is that in revenue or in, 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 in assets? You know, in terms of revenue, maybe now, but we haven't gotten there, um, we haven't been there like all, all the time. All, all, all of this time, we've been building gradually to get to this point. And who got us there? Inic. You know? So, it's okay for us to say, oh, we haven't, we haven't had, uh, we, we've, 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 they've been, they haven't been great in the transfer market, they haven't, been, they haven't given us the sort of players we want. But, look at the last three transfer windows. I mean, we had, um, and, uh, what's his name, Anthony Conte, Conte, Conte come in, and look how much money Conte spent. For the very first time, in as long as I can remember, we had players in before pre-season. You know? 
we had every more or less everyone in before prison. The only player that didn't go was, was Bissouma because he had he had long COVID and just Pence transfer sort of I mean drag over over the course of the season. I mean over the course of the of the transfer trans, trans, transfer at, at the time. But Conte had every player that he wanted, you know. In I, I mean at, at the time, I mean we had I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm just going on. So that, that's that's me as far as um as Anelie is concerned. I mean so when people have a go at him, I just sort of I kind of said to myself. Hang on. We, are we looking at the same same finances that we have, or someone just because fans seem to want every good player that's on the on the cards out there? They want. Oh yeah, we, why why didn't we sign that one? Why don't we sign that one? A, we can't afford them. If we can afford them, we can't afford their wages. You know. So it's it's it's, it's we, we have to always we always seem to have to go for the next level. I mean the what's my call? If you had what's my on the on the sliding scale of a, B, C. We're not going to buy a hundred million pound player. Uh, no way. You don't find us buying a hundred million pound player. You don't find us buying seventy million pound players. Very, very rarely because we just can't afford it. I mean, I don't know if I'm making sense. Right. Do you want me to talk about Daniel Levy for you then? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. No. Can I just say I'm not a Levy in, Levy out. I'm not a middle of the road. I, I just spit it out. I, I'm not one of these type of people. However, yeah. the way that I look at it is, right, when Daniel Levy took over, Tottenham finished 12th in the league. Yeah. Yeah? 49 points we ended up with that season that he took over. Daniel Levy came in on the 20th of December, 2020. No, sorry, 2000. That year, the three relegated clubs were Bradford City, Coventry City, and... Manchester City. They were the three relegated clubs that year. Yeah? Now, what I will say about Mr. Levy is, and I'll ask the question is, I've had this very, very burning feeling for the last couple of years, right, and more so when it comes to transfers, is I don't believe... Who, who hires the people at Tottenham? Daniel Levy? Yeah. Okay, right. So... Scott Munn's not through the door, so we haven't got a, 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 the whatever position he's. We haven't got a DOF, right? And we got a couple of players in early this season. We did that last season as well, by the way, right? But then, after that, Levy has to get involved in every single transfer because we don't have a negotiating team. And I'm, I'm going to say this till I'm blue in the face. We don't have a negotiating team. Whose fault is that? The hiring and firing is done by Levy. So Levy hasn't got a negotiating team around him. So therefore, Levy has to get involved in absolutely everything, get his fingers involved in everything. Right, who's, who's spotting the players? Who have we got as talent ID people? We're lacking in that department as well. That's why other teams pick up players and we don't pick up players at, at sensible prices because we haven't got a talent ID team. We're trying to build that now, but we haven't got one. Right. David Clark has made a good comment here as well about um, the the um, the stadium, right? Now, if you go to a company's house and you look at the books, right, all the money that... Oh, we lost... Um... I think we lost Jose for a second there. We'll probably try and get him back. Um... Yeah, I mean, do you, do you have a view on this, um, Falabi? I have a very strong view on it. 
My view is a very simple one. And it sort of echoes your own view, Saji. Look, I'm a levy person. I'm a Daniel Levy person. Now, two things I'll say before I say, I am not exactly happy of the current situation of one trophy in 23 years. No, I'm not. I'm not happy about that at all. Of course not. You know, and I'm not saying Daniel Levy has not made mistakes. He's made plenty of mistakes. Who doesn't? I mean, I mean, plenty of mistakes every single day. He appreciates that the fact that the bulk stops at his desk. He's the chairman. He makes the decisions. He makes the tough calls. You know, and I would like to go back. Yes, when I compare from when he came in to where we are today, my first argument I always say is we can match. We were not in the top four because because of what we've been able to build. You know, remember before it was just the top four. It wasn't even top six. It was just top four. But because we've now been pushing and we've been pushing, the 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 in fact to the top six it was Spurs and City who now came in. Yeah. So they were now all talking about top six. To, so to it was no longer Arsenal, the top four. Chelsea, Liverpool, and Man United, right? Yes. You know, and um, was it last season? that there was, they wanted to do that breakaway and have the European Super League. Yeah, it was, I think it was the season before. If they had wanted to do that, and they wanted to season before, if they had wanted to do that, I mean, and they included Spurs, if they had wanted to do that, let's say four or five years ago, and do a Super League, be assured Spurs would not have been on the list. Mm. That's, that's an interesting one. Spurs will not have been on the list. Before, before, before you continue, let's just. Uh, I, I, I want to. Ask, do you want to read out this comment from from um, from from David Clark? And do you want to deal with, the, with that comment, uh, Falabi? Can you hear me, David Clark? I can't see the comment. So. Oh, he's saying Joe, Joe Lewis uh, and Daniel Levy built the stadium. I can hear you. I can't see the comment. Sorry, can you see the comments? See the comment. It's very low. It's very. I can see it's very tiny on my screen. Right. Okay. But uh, let me let me let me read it out. What, what it says read that, it. Okay. Let me let me read that. It says Joe Louis right. and Daniel Levy uh, built the stadium and training ground on Spurs' debt, not personal debt, with a long-term low interest rate. So the stadium is not the reason we are miles behind the other clubs. Uh, I think I think David probably. Um, uh, I, 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 I think I disagree with that, but do you, do you want to deal with that, that comment and I'll, I'll explain why I disagree with that? No, that, 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 the, 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 the stadium negotiation, it was the, the, the loan was renegotiated with an American, with American banks, American right. consortium. It was re renegotiated to about 33 years. Right. You know? So after, after this, don't forget, this is after the stadium was built. Right. And they did this renegotiation of this um, loan. Uh -huh. So what he now did was, we paid off the loan, the original loan, 
to get we got another loan to be able to pay off another the first loan yeah mm -hmm. so we got another but essentially refinancing right for 33 years yes refinancing right after the stadium had been built I think you're breaking up a little bit. I don't know. I don't know if you hear. But anyway, so what 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 David, David is saying is that Joe Lewis and Levi essentially, I mean, got uh, built that stadium based on debts secured on Tottenham's property, right? And essentially, that that's not the reason we are struggling today. The studio is not. It's not. I mean, the studio is not the reason we're miles behind. We want to use that expression, right? But so. I, 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 didn't, I never said the, the stadium was really we were miles behind. I said the stadium was built for so that it can give us or put us in a position where we can compete better than, than we, we were able to compete before we had the stadium. A, from the point of view of additional revenue, right? Secondly, obviously, obviously more attractive and obviously it makes it more, I mean, better facilities than what, what we had, had had before, right? Now, that revenue base is what would have would put us in a much stronger position going forward because it makes us a much more competitive team on a sustainable basis. That, that, that's, that's the point. Rather than we, we having to rely on a, a sugar daddy of sorts to, to, to make money available to us to, to buy players and then we owe, owe, owe them personal money. You know, this time, everything is, is in quote spares money. And that whole system was built as a result of Daniel Levy's efforts. And that's what I'm saying. Um, sorry, I mean, um, you, you want to say something? So, uh, did you want to continue? Sorry, sorry to interrupt you. Follow, follow me. You were breaking up a little bit. That's why I came no. in. So, um, can you hear me? Yeah, but it, it, is, yeah. it is breaking up a little bit, but I can hear you, yeah. Yeah, I was saying that Spurs would not have been included in that Super League. Yeah, the list. They were not. We would not have been asked to join. Um, I am not the biggest. The biggest bone of contention with most people of Daniel Levy out is the fact. The biggest one is players that he has not bought, and the other second part of it is. He did not back Pochettino when we had the Ericsons, the Toby and Vertonghen, and Loris was doing pretty well, was doing well, you know. And we had that we had that team that got us to, um, and we had Walker, and we got that we had that team that got us to UCL final. Daniel Levy did not um, back Pochettino. That's a lot of people's grush. And I can understand that. You know, that's why I said from the onset, before I started talking of what I like about him, I said he made many mistakes. You know, without a doubt. But overall, overall, what I would say is he has turned Spurs from into a football club. Many people might disagree because we've not won any trophies, but we now can we can now match the big boys with the with their oil money, with their quote unquote oil money. I know you know we can we can match them. 
Yeah, I mean, people seem to forget that we have bought players for 50, 60 million in Dombelli. Is that, yeah, we paid for that. You know, is it, any, is it Daniel Levy's fault that the guy has turned out to be lazy and wants to spend his whole day and all night <laughs> in McDonald's? Is that Daniel Levy's fault? Oh, my God. Uh, no, so, but it's true now. Let's 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 move on a little bit. But I know there's still this is sort of moved on to, into into in, I mean, a levy territory. I think this happens anytime we lose a match, you know. Um, yeah, uh, uh, Jose, do, do you want to sort of um, take this comment on from you? It says Levy and his cronies have built an auto type arena and gentrified the hell out of Tottenham. If they put as much if effort into what goes on in on the pitch, we'll be right. Right up there, winning things, and that's sort of sort of similar to the statement you made earlier on about uh, the structure around the team, i.e., in terms of the scouting, the the selection, the decision making, in terms of uh, choice of players and stuff like that. Is that right, um, um, Jose? Right. Sorry, I'm going to take it back. All right. In 2012, right, because right, this is where we back this is where we back the team and back the manager. In 2012, Harry Redknapp was our manager. Right. Harry Redknapp has gone to the chairman and he said, I want uh, Carlos Tevez and I want uh, Gary Cahill. They're the two players that he asked for. Who did Daniel Levy get him? Can you remember? No, <laughs> remind us. <laughs> okay. He brought in Louis Sahar on a free and he brought in Nelson from Blackburn, who was 35 years old, New Zealand, New Zealand player, on yeah. a free. There are two players he bought when Redknapp said he wanted Carlos Tevez and Gary Cahill. Now, back then, these players didn't cost much money. All right? So, then we've got Jose Mourinho. Jose Mourinho asked for Bruno Fernandes and Ruben Diaz. This is before they got signed by the Manchester clubs. And... Instead of who did they, who did Tottenham buy for him? Can you remember? He bought Joe Rodon. He bought Jetson Fernandez in on loan, not Bruno Fernandez, Jetson Fernandez on loan, and also bought in Carlos Vinicius in on loan. That's who. Daniel Levy, that's how Daniel Levy backed Jose Mourinho when he asked for players. Well, well that, so that's, when people... that's not entirely true, though. I mean, because when because when 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 we when when Man United bought Fernandez, um, we were yeah. going for him as, as well. We were also going for Lo Celso. So it was it was a toss up between Lo Celso and Fernandez. So we got Lo Celso instead of Fernandez. That's what happened at that time. It wasn't well, it wasn't had... Vinicius Junior. We got Lo Celso we, instead of we, we, we bought Jets fifty five million for Lo Celso if you if I recall fifty five million. Lo Celso was bought in under Pochettino's reign. Yeah? And so was Endon Bailey. Not under Mourinho's reign. When, when, we, got, Bailey, when, when, we, got, when we got Lo Celso, it, we were bidding for Lo Celso. It was either Lo Celso or, 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 or Fernandez. Lo Celso. I, I remember I, very, I very well. Lo Celso and Endon Bailey were signed under Pochettino, not under Mourinho. They both came in towards the end of Pochettino's tenure. They did not come in under Mourinho. They were already there at the Ballet and the Celso. They came in definitely under Pochettino. They did. Both of them. 
They did. They did. And so when, yeah. and so when, yeah. so when, when Mourinho asked for Ruben Diaz and Bruno Fernandes, he was given Joe Rodon from Swansea for 14 million because it was a cheaper deal. And we didn't even buy. We 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 bought in Jetson Fernandes on loan. He was well, 20 years old at the time. They wouldn't have been asking for Bruno Fernandes when he was already with Man U at the time. He was already with Man U at the time because we, we got, we got, we got, we got, we got, got Rosselso at the same time as Man U bought Fernandes. Bought no, 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 no. Fernandes was bought by Man United when Mourinho was Tottenham manager. Rosselso was bought by Tottenham under Pochettino stewardship towards the end of it. I'm guaranteeing you. Mm, okay, that's I'm guaranteeing you. So, so therefore, what I'm trying to say is. We're talking about we spend money and we have spent money in the past, just not very sensibly. That's the issue because we don't have, right? And it's when I go again, again, I'm going to go and repeat this. We don't have, since Paul Mitchell has left the club, we didn't have any proper talent ID scouting network there set up to identify and bring players in. It's always been, let's just buy this, let's just buy that. It's a scattergun approach that's not served us well at all. Now we've got a manager who has a certain way of playing. So therefore, if you're going to buy a player, you're going to buy it for his style. Listen, last year, Conte, we spent money last year. Don't get me wrong. Do you think Boss was a Conte signing? Conte didn't want Boss. Conte didn't want Richarlison. The only player that was bought last season that was rubber stamped by Conte was Perisic. All the other players that were bought last season, and we bought six players in last season. Uh, Fraser Forster came in as well. We bought six. The only player that was backed, that Conte was backed with, was Perisic. All the other signings were done by Daniel Levy and the club. So, so, it's, so all it is is, with, uh, although I will say the money spent on Boss is good money because he's now proving, you know, that he's worth the money that we've paid and more. But at the end of the day, there is. There is backing the pit, the manager and spending the money wisely, which we've not done for many, many years at Tottenham. Uh, the other proof in the pudding is when we sold Gareth Bale and we went and bought seven players. We bought seven players that were out there at the time, and the seven didn't serve us well. They were a lot of them didn't serve us well at all either. So you know, at the end of the day, there are people that have structures in place, and I think Chris from Meta Football put something in there. We just don't have the structure at Tottenham. And I think David Clark has said it as well, saying that you've got, uh, we've got a board of accountants. They're all accountants on our board. None of them are football people. And what they're doing is they're playing football manager with the club and they're doing it badly. Right. Joe, uh, David Clark said, Joe Lewis made a statement in 2001 that every penny that Enik made will put back into the football side. And that has just not, that has just not happened. So he lied. Right. Um, Right, uh, Levi's an accountant, trying to prove football manager and doing it very badly. And he's also saying that, um, yes, our best scout, uh, Mitchell, left because all the good players he found... Um, they weren't bad, they weren't bought, the, that's right. Club, Levi turned right. them down and went on to sanction players who were not right for our club. Right, okay. Um, keep, keep your comments coming in. We'd love to, we'd love to hear more from you. The stadium was supposed to be a game changer. The only thing that has changed was football has gotten worse. <laughs> oh, this is very interesting. Okay, so, um, right. Uh, Falabi, any, any comments for you? No, I've said my, I've said my comments on the 
Daniel Levy matters. I think what we need to do is we need to start looking forward. Forget about Daniel Levy and that. I just hope things change. But start looking forward. And, and looking forward is going beyond tonight's game. And the looking forward is what happens between now and 11 o'clock on Friday night. And then what we do going forward against Burnley at the weekend. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, uh, Meta Football TV, thanks for that. It says Javon Lasso was on loan. Uh, 2019 to 20, and then it was bought in 2021. Bruno Fernandes was bought in 2021, so I guess we're probably saying the same thing. And um, Bissouma was bought for 30 million, I think it was 25 million actually, right into 30. But hey, yeah, yeah but there you go. Um, <laughs> you says I don't want to hear about uh, yeah, yeah, Jose and Conte. We should have, uh, Jose and Conte, we should have employed attacking, attack minded um, uh, managers. I'm sure you was trying to say that because you only could attack, but there you go. Yeah, so right, keep your comments still coming in. This is Command Spurs TV. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. We, uh, we, we are reviewing the match between Tottenham and Fulham. Uh, Tottenham ran out 5-3 um, losers on penalty. Penalties after um, the game ended 1-0 uh, at the end of 90 minutes. Costa um, Cogba made nine changes in the team. Um, the only two people who sort of um, um, played uh, from the from the last match was where um, Mickey van der Ven and um, who, who Miss Arlison. Miss Miss Arlison, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, those this were the only two players. I mean, every, every other, you know, so we had, we had a lineup of, um, of Fraser Foster in goal. We had, on the right-hand side, we had um, uh, Emma Sin. Um, and then in the middle, we had um, Sanchez, Ben Deven, and on the left-hand side, we had uh, Davis. And in the middle, we had Sa, no, not Sa, sorry, we had um, um, Horbeck, Skip. Skip, and, and um, uh, Horbeck, Skip, and who was it? Who was it? And Lacelso, right. And up front, we had Richarlison, um, Mano Solomon. And Ivan Perisic. Yeah, so yeah, that that that, that was the title lineup we had um, for for today's match. Ended up, I mean, one um, one, and then I mean, still with with the Carabao Cup, you don't have extra time. It went straight to uh, penalties right after ninety minutes, and um, Fulham scored all of the goals, and we had a uh, we missed a goal, we missed uh, a penalty uh, taken by. Um, Mr. Sanchez. Yeah, so that's how that ended. Um, we're looking forward to the next match. We're away, away to Burnley, aren't we? Or are we to... Correct, yeah, away to Burnley. Yeah, we're at Burnley. Another tough match. So there's no easy matches in Wave the league. Burnley. You know? So, yeah, I mean, we're, we're very much looking forward to that. Um, yeah, I mean, um, any comments on, on, on what to look forward to? <laughs> Jose? I think, I think, first of all, before we've got the matter of Burnley... We've got the matter of the uh, the transfer deadline finishing on Friday at eleven o'clock in the evening. Yeah. And by then, and by then, we will know what is apples and what is apples, what is pears and what is pears, because we'll know what squad we've got. Because we need to announce our twenty-five man squad on Saturday, the second of September, pre- pre- before we play our match uh, at the weekend. We have to announce our twenty-five man squad, and we'll only know that once we know who's gone out. And if we've brought anyone in, and that'll be on Friday. So that's 
That's the bigger piece of work that's coming before the Burnley game. Then the Burnley game comes straight after that. Yeah, fair enough. But as 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 Ange more or less rightly said, this squad is basically too bloated at the point. At this point, we had to let our four or five players go. We've seen or we've heard today that um, Leeds are uh, taking um, a young man on loan. Jed Spence, Alfie Devine has gone on loan. Um, I think it's called Vale. Is that where he went? Yeah. And then, um, so I think we're looking to shift. Who and who we're looking to shift? Uh, this, uh, Mr. Dombele. Um, probably looking to shift San Sanchez. You know, probably, I don't know, if Dada, we're told, wants to see out his contracts. Basically, his last year of his contract. Uh, so that, that might be no no movement in that direction. Um, who's that? Sorry, who, who's that, Soji? Last Dyer. year of his contract? Dyer. Okay, yeah. so today, so today, Dyer's been linked with two German clubs. Right, okay. Yes. Bayern Munich and Borussia Dortmund. Oh, wow. Yep. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Uh, I mean, they've seen something we're not seeing, you know? Because <laughs> what, I think what, I think what's happened is, is I think, and I think, because I'm not, I'm not privy to the conversation, but I think what's happened is, is that Postacoglu has made it clear to the players that he doesn't want, you can find yourself other clubs. So, uh, some of them, might have had ideas. You know what? We're going to stick around. But I think they've been. It's been made clear, clear that no, we don't want you sticking around. We want you gone. Find yourself other clubs. So I th- think their agents are busying themselves all around the world touting their players, and it's, it's it suddenly lands on the doorstep today that there's lots of people aggregators saying that Dyer to Bayern and Dyer to to Dortmund are two possibilities. But they're not the only ones. I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's one thing about who we'd like to see go out, but it's also as well what's reasonable that will go out before. Because if we've got a squad, at the moment, I think we've got a squad of 31 players. We can only have 25, not including under 21s. So bare minimum, you need to trim that squad by six players. Bare minimum. Because you can only name 25. Three of those players have to be foreign players because we've got 20 non-homegrown, but you can only have 17. So three of them players straight away off the bat have to go, have to be foreign players. And three have to be homegrown at the moment, unless you're getting rid of more uh, non, uh, sorry, more foreign players. But then also, if we are really serious about bringing more players in on transfer deadline day, then you've got to get rid of more players to actually accommodate the ones that you want to bring in. Unless you're going for Gift Orban, who's under 21, because then he doesn't count towards the 25. But any other player that we've been linked with at the moment is over 21, which means that they'll add to the squad numbers. Does that make sense? It does. It does. So, I mean, the, the, the critical thing is, we obviously, we need to let some players go before some others come in. So, who are we expecting to come in? I mean, there's rumours that we're being linked with um, uh, Bren... What's that young man's name in the forest? Uh, Bren, Bren, Brennan Johnson. Brendan Johnson. Now, is he any good? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, is it me? Well, it's just, I find it a little bit underwhelming and we're quoting numbers like 50 million quid. I mean, is he, is he potential or is he that good? <laughs> he's, he's 22 years of age, so therefore he has a ceiling, doesn't he? Right, okay. At that, at that young age, he's gonna, if you're looking at Mickey van der Ven and you're looking at a, dog, a doggy and players like that, they're all very young. They have a ceiling, Yeah. So, Brennan Johnson, you're paying the premiership tax and also that he has a ceiling. Now, if it's true, 
and, and, and bearing in mind that we're not involved in the conversations, but the aggregators are saying, and just picked his man, and wants him. Well, and, and Ange sees him as a vital cog. If that is true, if it were true, then Ange wants him. It's because Ange believes that he can work with him, he can make him a better player, and he can mould him into the system that we play. But, again, when it comes to transfer deadline day, and when it comes to the last week of the window, which we're in now, you're going to hear loads of different stories. Loads of different stories. We're going to be everybody, not just Tottenham. Everybody's going to be linked with everybody. But we won't know what the actual truth of it anything is until after until one minute past eleven on Friday night. Right. But I will ask you, Soji, uh, who do you want to see out of the club? And um, and will it be will it be a loan? Will we sell or will we rip up a contract? Right, I, I think the Mille is probably out, is probably surplus of requirements at this point in time. Even though he's a very skillful player, I like him a lot. But hey, it's unfortunate that um, he hasn't worked out for us, and it's probably one of those things when we paid the most money for um, in uh, the record record signing. So for me, I think it makes sense for him to go. But I mean, it's probably okay, will he be sold, loaned? Or contract ripped up for Dembele? What do you think question. is going to happen with him? Good question. Now, um, we had we found we had difficulty shifting him on loan last. I mean, even selling him last season, um, and that hasn't changed over the course. I mean, I'm not, I haven't seen people following themselves um, putting bids for him, but you just never know. I think it's probably going to end up uh, being another uh, loan, or you know, probably going to just buy the bullet and, and sell for for a low 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 transfer low transfer fee. I, I, w- I would accept I would accept a low fee for him yeah. rather than loan him out. He's got two years left on his deal and we, we make he go he gets loaned out if he does what he did at Napoli and he does what he did at Leon in the two previous loans and just becomes lazy there as well and doesn't do what the managers what the managers wish, then they're not gonna buy him and it just means that his value gets devalued more and more and more. So therefore I would like to see, if you're going to get rid of Endon Bailey, I would like us to see even a small fee. I actually give him, I'll give him away for free, but if you want to say a small fee, a small fee. I would not like to see him go out on loan again. I don't think it's worth his while, and I don't think it's worth Tottenham's while. Yeah, I mean, you're right. So I think one of the disappointing things about Endon Bailey for me is, of course, I mean, like everyone knows now, it's probably his attitude more than anything else. He's a skillful player, you know, don't get me wrong. And, I mean, uh, from from every report that you hear and read about what's happening in the, in the Spurs camp, that Ange was prepared to give him a chance, but he actually was coming late for training. I mean, how can you, I mean, how can you be earning that sort of money and not arrive on time for training? What the, what's that about? You know? Uh, that's, I mean, it's got, it's got to go. I'm sorry, you know, it's got to go. You, I mean, he's more than given enough, enough, enough of a chance. I mean, uh, Falabi, any, any thoughts on on on, on Ah, oh, I have plenty. <laughs> I have plenty, plenty, and they're not none of them are good. He's a damn skillful player. He's enough, a damn enough. skillful player. He's a he's a heck of a player. But you know, you know, you know the funny thing is, Dembele reminds me a bit like Dembele. When Dembele first arrived under Porch, you know they had an issue because Dembele arrived overweight, 
Right. And Poch uh, put him on a strict diet, which Dembele did not like. And Dembele was a bit lazy when, when he first arrived. So Poch now put him under his wings. He managed him. He spoke to him. He paddled him and everything. And look at the player he turned out to be. Look at the, when he lost some weight, the fitness that guy had, the player he had, he became. This is Dombele Kai. It's six managers, you've got to remember, right? Six managers. Okay. Yeah. It's not... It's not just two managers, it's six managers. He and all the managers say the same thing. Great deal of talent, but lazy. <laughs> but lazy. And I personally think that, look, listen, if they don't sell him, by Friday, I reckon. I reckon they'll rip his contract. He's on two hundred k a week. Wow. He said that he wants ten, to come back ten million to pounds and a fight year. for his place. Is it by coming to training league you're going to fight for your shirt? But but but, but, but would you rip up his con contract for Lardy? Can you hear me? Yeah, you're, 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 you're breaking in and out. I mean, oh, you're asking, gone. would you rip okay. up his contract or would you sell him? Or, or loan him out? We lost it. We lost for Lavi. Right. Because, um, because what's Soji, 20, that's £20 million. Pounds. I know. He's got two two, year, two years left on his contract. Rip up his contract, that's £20 million. Pounds. I know. It's you, a, you could spend twenty. You could 20, spend £20 million pounds on bringing a young talent in. <laughs> like, so, okay, so what about Lloris? What would you do with Lloris? One year left on his contract. I, I let I let him I let him go. I mean, you know, but the thing, the thing about ripping up contracts is that I mean, how you, how you gonna rip up his contract? You gotta pay it off. I mean, how how do you do that? Just pay him pay him off and, and let him go, and not let him play. I mean, or let him just sit down there and do nothing. How how how's that gonna work? Or reach some oh, sort of could... a, a, a mutual mutual agreement that sort of um, makes... yeah. You could you could look at a mutual agreement, couldn't you? But uh, or you could loan him for the last year. Or yeah. you could get a small fee for him, couldn't you? Absolutely. Uh, so then you've got Reguillon, because Reguillon's been told he's surplus to requ requirements. I think Reguillon has, Reguillon has two years left on his contract. Reguillon we can sell. I think we can sell him off. I mean, we, we will sell him off. I think that's got the interest in him. He's still young, so yeah, he probably gets a Spanish but, club coming for him. But we've not had any... Yeah, but last year we didn't have any bids for him either, did we? And he went to Atletico uh, on loan. And we had no bids from last year. I've not seen any bids for him this year either. I've not heard of any bids. I've heard a couple of people interested for loans, but not any bids for him. And we paid £27 million to Real Madrid for him. Wow. So, there, there you go. So, yeah, I mean, so, regular. Who else? Uh, that don't feature in the plans. Eric, Eric Dyer. If he was French and he was called Eric Dyer, he might be worth a lot more money than being a plain old Eric Dyer. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, we lost Paul Abbey again, right? So, um, before we, we... Let's just have a quick look at this. So a few more comments. 
Um, if we look at the marks for today's match and see, uh, if we want to award marks for the players and see how, do a bit of player rating, if you like. So, um, starting from goalkeeper, right. Costa, out of 10, marks out of 10, what would you give him? It, well, he did nothing wrong, did he? He just didn't save any penalties. Probably a seven. Okay, Foster is seven. What would you rate Mark, uh, Mark Foster uh, for Labby? We're doing player ratings. For Labby, we're doing player ratings. Can you hear me? He's on mute. Your, your mic is muted, I think. For Labby, I think. What's going on here? Can you hear us? Your mic is muted. Hello, your mic is muted. Can you hear us? Yeah, but being muted means he can hear us, but we can't hear him. Oh, uh, yeah. We can't hear you. All right. Do you want to log out and log back in? Maybe you, that will, it will work that way, yeah? To log out and log back in. Maybe that will help. Right. Um, max out of 10. So on the right back, Emerson, how old would you rate him? Five. Okay, I think I'll agree with you there. I think five is a bit generous if you, if you ask me for today's performance. Right, um, Falabi is back. Can you hear me? Can you hear us now? We still can't hear you. I don't know what's going on with, with you. Um, your mic seems to have gone muted for some reason. I don't know what's going on. Can you hear us? We can't hear you. We can't hear you for some reason. Right, so, um, Van der Ven, out of 10. Six. Six, I agree with you on that one. Um, Sanchez. Six. Six, I think that's generous for today. I mean, they didn't really do that much. I mean, I got, they got skinned for for the first goal, uh, he and uh, Emerson got skinned uh, quite, quite uh, in, in a very, very poor manner, in my view. So yeah, that, that's probably a five will be generous at best for me. Um, yeah, keep your comments coming in. This is Common Spurs TV. We're doing player routines for the match between Tottenham and Fulham at Kevin Cottage tonight. Uh, ended up 1-1 um, and losing on penalties 5-3 to Fulham. Fulham scored all their all the penalties and we lost uh, we, we missed one penalty um Davinson Chanchez. There's no point taking the last one because they played play first. So yeah. Um yeah, we're that we're down to um the left back now. Um Davis. What what five what, how do you five. five for Lavi, what would you rate him? Four. I'm lip reading four. <laughs> yeah. lip reading four, four as well. <laughs> okay. Uh, while you're trying to fix your connection, your, 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 your connection will we'll take it four. Right. We, uh, can, we, can work, we can work with you, Falabi. We, we can, can work, work with Falabi, yeah. Four. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> right. Um, in the middle of the park, um, Los Celso, how would you rate him? Out of ten? Five. Five. I think I'll raise him five for me as well. Is that a five as well? Okay, so we've got five all around for him. And then, um, uh, what's that young man's name? Um, uh, skip. Skip, Oliver Skip. Four. Uh, I think I'll give me a four. Falami's giving me a big fat zero. A, a zero. <laughs> <laughs> 
That is, that is yeah, evil. For love, you like him then? <laughs> that is evil. <laughs> Pierre, and me and Holbeck. Four. Well, I mean, oh, three. Four. Oh, he's giving four, okay. Right, I, I'm going to give him five uh, for Corey Burke. Alright, I think I'll give him five as well. Um, right, up front, uh, Man Man Manasa. Manasa Man Solomon. Yeah, Manasa Solomon. Four. And he's lucky to get a four. Yeah, very lucky to get a four. I think I'll, I'll give him a three, you know, but I'll give him a four because of that effort on goal. I was pushed away. Um, yeah, and then Richarlison. Four. <laughs> what would you give even with his, even, give even with his goal? Yeah, I'll, I'll give him a five because he's got a goal. Yeah, so that, that's um, and then um, Perisic. Five. Okay, five as well. So yeah, four performances all around. Ah, now um, I've got Dave. Uh, Dave Clark. David Clark says marked for today's match. Foster seven. BDB seven, the rest of Big Fat Zero. <laughs> it's, exact, it's exactly what uh, Meta Football TV said. Both of them. Are uh, seriously. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Um... F- further up, further up, he said it. Forster and VDV. Yeah, he said. The oh really? Okay. Up. Yeah. It's got to be April Fool in, in Germany, in, right? Because Bayern in Bodaya, Tuchel has gone. Tuchel, Tuchel gone loopy. <laughs> oh goodness. Uh, we can't hear you for love you for some reason. I don't know if you want to sort of log out or log back in. I didn't let him go. Oh, yeah, yeah there, I can hear you now. I can hear you now. Yes, it just came up. It, I, I don't know how. I don't know what's been. It just did it by itself. Oh, wow. I said, okay. let him go. Okay. And you know the funny um, thing? Dyer will do well. Dyer will do well there because their game is, is different from that EPL game, the speed. Right, because they're much slower, and yeah, okay, fair yes. enough. Right. He'll be back with yeah, his friends. Say, they're saying that Bayern are actually looking at Dyer and McTominay. Wow. Which means, okay. that for, me, for me, when you've got people like Musiala, Gravenbach, uh, Goretzka, you've got all these players of Bayern Munich, and you're looking at Scott McTominay, you might have right. a problem. Says a lot, eh? Um, probably something, to, wrong something wrong somewhere. But hey, what, what do I know? They're, they're not my team. Man, so. what, what, I think Tuchel was trying to commit suicide for Bayern. <laughs> 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 well, someone said Bundesliga compared to, to, to Premier League seems like a Farmers League. But if that's the case, why have Bao Munich won the Champions League so many times? I mean, is that, yeah. is that an aberration? I mean, what, what's that about? Um, David says um, Bayern have come in for Dyer because his best mate Harry Kane had told Bayern that Dyer is a good player. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I just said he'll be, back with his he'll be back with his mate. He'll be back with his mate. Yeah. Meta Football, thanks for your comments. Um, I'll have Brennan Johnson as suppose no problem. Fast technical scores, goals, versatile, no brainer. Okay, thanks for that. David, thank you for, for your comments. We really appreciate your comments. Um, you say that football is a byproduct of the stadium. Um, Spurs have to wake up to realize that any good efforts are put towards the major products like NFL, Formula One, go karting, boxing, and concerts. <laughs> and before I got cut off earlier, a lot earlier, I got cut off when I was trying to make the point saying that 
all this, what he's, what, all what David's put there, mm. right, that mm. goes into a different pot so of income. It goes into a different pot than the football side. And therefore, there's no direct correlation. But that money that's going into that pot for these things down here does not get reinvested into the football team. Never has mm. done. And I don't believe it, it never will do either. Thank, thank you for that. Thanks for coming, David. David says in the bell is a failure because Dialiva never had a good scouting organization in place. The sanctioned 63 million purchase when if they had interviewed his last two coaches, he wouldn't have been purchased. That's <laughs> yeah, correct. His last two coaches turned around and said exactly the same thing. He's really skillful, but he's very lazy. Mm. He won't put a shift in for you. He's overweight. I said it. That's he's what everything. I, I mean, all six managers have said it. All six managers have said everything, the same thing. That's why I, I seriously believe they'll rip up his contract. If they don't sell him, they'll rip up his contract. Yeah, but Falabi. Yeah, but Falabi, if you do that, you have to pay him twenty million pounds because he's got two years left, ten million each season. That means we'd have to rip up and pay him twenty million pounds. That's uh, well, selling sell sell him for twenty million pounds then. Who's going to pay twenty million for him? <laughs> oh well, that's the thing. This is it. Well, so I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a big, a big, 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 big change. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what's interesting and what needs to be thrown into the mix, guys, is that on Friday it'll be the first of September, and that's when the uh, European transfer window closes. Mm -hmm. The the Saudi Arabian transfer league doesn't close till the twenty third of September. So that yeah, means that... My, my thoughts are right that a lot of teams. By the by, by Saturday, a lot of teams will have to announce their 25. So there's going to be players, not just in England, but throughout Europe, there'll be surplus yep. to requirements yep. that haven't been bought yet. And I think that the Saudis will come in and they'll pay smaller money for fees for some of the players just to get them out of your clubs because they can still buy them up to the 23rd. Now, with the Saudis, they've been very, very generous in some of their... Um, Transfer dealings and some, and what they've been and what they've been paying out for fees to clubs. Now, I'd say they'll they'll come in, but they'll probably still offer fifteen million for players that are not worth fifteen million, but they'll still do it. So there could be hope for Tottenham and for other clubs yet that if you haven't got rid of them by transfer deadline day, there may be a possibility the Saudis will come knocking and take them off you in the following three weeks. I just hope that if we have. A, I just hope that if it, if we're one of the clubs that struggled, I'm hoping they knock on our door. All right, thanks for the rating you got on the Metal Football TV. Emerson four, Van der Sanchez six, Van der six point five, Davis four, Jeremy <laughs> Herbert five, Skip three, GLC five, Solomon five, Richie. Oh wow, you're giving someone five, Richie five, and Prestige five. I think you're very generous, you know. Um, well, Chris, Chris, let me tell you, mate. And I said this earlier, and I said it to Soji. Uh, off camera before we come on. Solomon, I've been hearing everyone rave about him and telling me that he's this, that and the other. I was never sold on him when he first came. And as winger, as a winger, I believe there's better prospects out there than Solomon. Solomon may turn into being a good winger, but it's going to take him at least two years in my eyes. Because tonight, I didn't see a player that would go past players. And that was against Fulham. And he weren't going past no one. So, yeah, I'm not sold on him, to be honest. Right, that's 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 a good fair point. Um, so why are Spurs the only club in the world that can't sell their players? All right, and it's because <laughs> Levi, who sanctioned all these deadwood players, 
and not others that would have been a success. Mm, interesting. That's an interesting perspective. Um, right. Uh, today's scores, uh, according to Dave Clark, I said, said Big Pass Zero, we've said that before. Uh, Van de Vaart. Now, not too generous. <laughs> not too generous for Skip. <laughs> Skip minus six, minus, minus six, and Sanchez minus six. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> And Meta Football TV says Tuku needs a medical, you know. Bar Munich has four. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my god. Right, Bar Munich have um, three world class centre backs, and one of them can't get a game, so they need die, like they need powers. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and the funny thing is, the Germans generally always have a strong national team. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, there you go. Again. Absolutely. So, I mean, the metal football, the best metal football I know, do nothing and get paid heaps, right? There you go. Um, David Clark, you're right. You can't remember, you can't terminate players' contracts without their consent. It's illegal. That's correct. I mean, so, yeah, you got to pay, pay it off, you know. Um, I agree with Solomon. He mistook him five buttons for 3.75. <laughs> 3.75 buttons. <laughs> Matt, ah, oh, thanks, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, my thoughts on Scarlett. He started battle hard, and every match looked, looked very much the part. Hmm. I didn't see much from him to be honest, but um, uh, apart from running around quite quite a bit, he had a chance that fell to him. Maybe he wasn't paying too much attention from the uh, Mount Solomon cross that came to him, um, and he wasn't able to sort of um, turn it in. But uh, so Mount Solomon shot rather, yeah. So. I guess first game out, so yeah, I mean, I guess that's um, understandable. Young, young lad, is, so I guess he will come good. Yeah, those are my thoughts. Any, any, any thoughts on on Malasol on um, Dan Scarlett? Um, I think uh, Dane Scarlett. I watched him in the um, in the World Cup, the Under Twenties World Cup. I watched Alfie Devine as well in the Under Twenties World Cup. I watched Alex Scott in the under-20s World Cup. So I, I watched the under-20s World Cup, which was played in Argentina. It was on a, it was on about six to eight weeks ago. Yeah. And I watched it. And um, Divine looked really good. Divine looked really, really, really good. Scarlett looked to me like a different player. He looked like a boy when he went to Portsmouth. But looking at him now and looking at him in the World Cup, he looked like a man. So he's actually <laughs> put weight on. He's put weight on. He's bulked up. He's got bigger. So therefore, he can battle against defenders and that. Um, I think um, it's quite a weird one for Scarlett today because normally you play with one through the middle and the two wingers out wide. But when he made the change today, it appeared that two were going through the middle, Scarlett and Richie. Um, and it's unfortunate because they're both making the same runs, I felt. Um, however, mm. what I will say mm. is that Brazil's number nine can't trap a ball, Scarlett can. <laughs> Scarlet has a Scarlet has a better first touch than um, than Richarlison. I'm mm. just hoping I'm just hoping that Angelotti comes into comes in for him before Friday. Right. So I would give I would give Scarlet a chance. But then also as well, Alejo Velif, who we bought the youngster from Rosario yeah. Central, uh, if we've bought him in, and I'd get him involved with the first the first team with the training and everything and bring him up to speed and try to get him involved sooner rather than later. We haven't seen the boy play. However, I'm hoping 
that he's got a better first touch as well than Richardson. <laughs> Listen, Richardson will come good, guys. We'll have to have a, a chat about this at, at the end of the season. I mean, I'm placing my I'm placing my bets on Richard, on Richardson doing really well at the end of the season. So yes, um, we'll, we'll come. I think Richardson will score at least twenty goals by the end of the season. You know, I put, I put uh, I'm gonna put my uh, you know hmm? place a bet on that. You know. So, so the other thing is for the Burnley game, I'm going to throw it in there now. I saw a lot of people um, commenting uh, on different streams straight after the game, saying that uh, Mickey Van der Ven was limping at the end of the game when they were taking the penalties and that. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Okay, so we were looking at Burnley's game on. Yeah, looking at Burnley's game. I'm hoping that he's a bit like Madison. And that he's given a protective boot and it does its magic for us. And that he's available for the weekend. Because at the moment, the way that we sit here now, talking tonight, without knowing and not having the crystal ball to see what happens between now and the end of the transfer window, I said earlier that I believe that we look light in the sense that we played nine players today and we look awfully light. So if we get injuries or people go on to, to play in their national tournaments and that, unless unless we put, put players in there, we look very light. Van der Ven goes missing. If Van der Ven's injured for for the weekend game, who do you play alongside Romero? Hmm, that's a good you, point. You got, Probably... you got you got Sanchez, who you try, who, who supposedly we're trying to get rid of. Tanganga supposedly we're trying to get rid of. We're trying to get rid of Dyer as well. That don't leave many centre halves, does it? No. Unless you're going to bring the young boy Ashley Phillips from the up from the under nineteen uh, under twenty ones into the first team because I'd rather have someone like that ben da- than have Ben Davis playing left centre-back for me. Hmm. That's interesting. All right, keep your comments coming in. Tell us what you think um, in terms of um, if, if, Van De- if Van De Ven was actually injured today, who would you bring in alongside Romero? Would you bring in Davis or would you, if Sanchez remains, would you have Sanchez there alongside, um, you know, I hope we have centre-back in alongside um, Probably want to mute. I mean, a few we have coming in over the color transfer window. I mean, we've had a look briefly at potential outgoings. Um, this 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 transfer window, and we reckon that Dembele will leave. We reckon that Sanchez may leave. We're not sure about that, but it's it's a it's a possibility. Uh, there's also a, a strong possibility that um, of course that um, what, what's the young man's name? Um, um, that Spence is going to be alone to. Um, to, to, to Leeds United and Giovanni, uh, also, uh, um, the young man on the left hand side, Regulon, Sergio Regulon, um, probably another uh, departure um, at the end of this this um, transfer window. Now, we didn't say anything about Brown here, I know he's injured, you know. Um, is he going to be part of the plans or is he going to, I mean, go, go out on loan? What, what's what's, what's going to happen to Brown here? I think, I think, I think if, someone, if, if, someone, if someone took a risk, if someone took a risk on Hill being injured, because because this is the variables that you have. He's currently injured. Um, if if someone came in and took a took a leap of faith with his injury, I think Tottenham would definitely definitely loan him out or even sell him. But I don't think you're going to get a sellable. A, I don't think you're going to get a fee because I don't think someone's going to bid for him to sell to buy him. But I think you might. Someone may take a punt on the loan. Same as Ryan Sessegnon. Ryan Sessegnon is another one. With his right. injury, I, I don't think people uh, would come in to buy the players with the injuries. But if they 
prepared to t- take a leap, a leap of faith. They may ask to loan our players, but you're bearing in mind they're injured. Can I just say also that today Tottenham turned down a bid for Sanchez from a Turkish club. They came in and they bid nine million euros, and Tottenham turned it down today. Oh, wow. uh, and the, and the, whoever the Turkish club was, it's believed. Yeah, I saw that this morning. Is it a Turkish club or was it Ren, the French club? I don't know. I, don't, I, don't, I didn't. I haven't seen that report. It's a Turkish. Is it a Turkish team? Okay, well, whatever team it was, they turned down nine million today. But the team, the team that they turned down, are expected to come in with a new bid for him. Right. So there's going to be a lot happening between now and Friday at the club at the club at the transfer window. Uh, we look forward to seeing that. Um, we're expecting. And uh, who do we think is going to come in? A central defender and a, a striker, or or just one of each or both? So if one, gonna, either 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 or or both. What do you, what do you reckon? You, but if you're going to get it right, if the stories and like I said, we don't know the conversations, but we can clearly tell that. Um, Postacoglu obviously doesn't want Dyer because he's been in, he's been none of the squads, including tonight as well. He clearly doesn't want Tanganga because Tanganga has been in none of the four squads uh, either. Yeah, So therefore, Postacoglu is not is not silly. And if if you're looking at just them two players alone, and not you're not looking at Sanchez, but you're looking at them two players alone, then if you're losing two centre backs. You'll definitely need to bring at least one centre back in. Oh, uh, okay, great. You have to. You have to. If exactly. people were talking about people are talking about getting rid of Hoiberg, right? If you get rid of Hoiberg, you must have a centre midfielder prepared and already primed to bring in, because otherwise, in that midfield, we're going to be very light because yeah, we sure. lose we lose Papsar and the boss to the Afcon in in January. Absolutely. And that would leave us. And who who does that leave us in midfield? Hmm. That leaves us a one a one a one legged Benton call. Skip, and who else? Madison, yeah. the Celso. They're the only four players you can have left. We're going to be very light. So it's all good in saying who's going to go, who's going to go. And like I said earlier, six players have got to go if we can. But if you're going to get rid of, if you're going to bring in any players, then you've got to fit them into that squad of 25. So that means that you might need to get rid of more players. Absolutely. Uh, Chris from Metal Football TV said it was actually Ren that offered the nine million this morning. And All right. Okay, yeah. So yeah, well, that was Ren. Oh, thanks for that. Right. Thanks for joining us today. Um, we're wrapping up, wrapping this up now. Um, so final thoughts. Final thoughts. Um, overall. What, what what did you think? I trust in Ange Postacoglu, still. Good. And, and like I said, this like I said at the start of the show, win, lose or draw, it's his decision. And you know he's not going to get it right all the time. But for me, my in the back of my mind, or sorry, in the front of my mind, we didn't lose today. Yes, penalties, but we actually drew the game, so we're still undefeated. Thanks, thanks for that, Fulabi. Final, final thoughts. As I go back to my own is the performance, the players, the performance. And I think um, I'm glad it's at this early point of the season. Yes, we're out of the cup, but I'm glad it's at this early point of the season. 
he's seen so now basically he's seen all the players okay so now he knows what he wants and what he doesn't want you know is there so that's why i said 30 point of the season i'm glad he would have learned we'd, we've seen what we've seen he would have seen even more than we have seen and uh he will now know exactly who he feels he can trust and who he feels that he can't trust more than even more than before today even so those are the lessons that i feel that I need. those are the positives that i take from this game going forward you know you i mean i saw him on the touchline screaming and screaming at those those front three to get forward to get forward to get stuck in don't allow the don't allow them to be bullied don't allow yourselves to be bullied get stuck in i just saw him you know so you know i mean obviously saturday we're going to see many changes we're going to go back to our first team and um i think uh lesson, lessons learned all around you know lessons learned all around well thanks thanks very much for, the, for that, both of you um yeah from, from my perspective i think the the, the key is it was early days it's still very much early days of handball um, like, like I said, he wanted to give, I mean, other players a chance to see what's, um, who and who he could trust. And he could see very clearly where those areas of, of challenges are or can be and sort of give the opportunity to make relevant changes going forward. But it's a good, I mean, good lesson, good lesson, if you like. Um, like you said, we didn't, we didn't lose. Um, we lost some penalties, <laughs> if not a compass, <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> All right, so yeah, we didn't, we didn't lose in open play, but. Sometimes penalties as well also count towards um, mentality building and winning, 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 winning as well. And I guess it's one of those lotteries as well because you never it can it could, it could vote either way. So that, that's for me. I, um, I, I, I like you. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not really bothered from from that perspective. Um, it's it's disappointing that we didn't get through uh, that difficult time. And I mean, I think he would. I've learned a, a, a good lesson, A, from the point of view of making wholesale changes. I mean, if he had the chance to sort of uh, go, go, to, go through that again, he would probably wouldn't make all those wholesale changes in, in, in one go going forward. But yeah, that's, that's a good learning curve on his part and uh, for us all as well. Yeah. And the, well, and the other that. thing for me tonight is highlighted is that for next, at least, at least the next summer transfer window, um, if you're going to lose Lloris, and you don't have any trust in Whiteman or Austin, the two backup goalkeepers, uh, because uh, Postacoglu turned around and said quite clearly in his interview earlier on this week, there's three goal. I will not pick three goalkeepers in my squad for the season, is what he said. So therefore, tonight showed me that we definitely have to look for another goalkeeper for next summer, because Foster does not fill me with confidence. Okay, fair enough. Right. Guys, I appreciate you coming on. Um, uh, Jose, thank you so much for Labi. Absolutely fantastic having both of you. Um, it's been nice, lovely. And uh, yeah, come on you Spurs. We look forward to uh, the uh, next match against Burnley away on Saturday. 3 p.m. kickoff. Uh, join us at 5.30. 5.30 is it? No, it's actually 5.45 um, for the... Uh, live stream uh, for that one, and um, we'll, we'll see you. Take good care. Can I can I, can I take say thank you for Larby and thank you Soji for having me 
and thank no you for problem. your company and your great opinions and great views, chaps. Thank you. Thank you so much. You, I'm really nice meeting you. Great stuff. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Come on, Come you Spurs. Thanks. I really enjoyed meeting you. And I Come love some of your, all your comments. Huh? Likewise. Likewise. Good to see you on Saturday.